Welcome to the Climate Report on Forward Radio, WFMP 106.5 FM, Louisville. This is Hart Hagen, your host, and we are on episode number 221. Today's topic is Bernie Sanders, Green New Deal, Part 22. The Climate Report is a daily radio show and podcast that asks the question, WTF? Who's running the world? Who's controlling the world? And why do they want to ruin it? for everybody else. Even they won't survive if they keep up the way they're carrying on or not carrying on in the case of, say, nose-picking politicians that want to do anything and everything but the will of the people. The Climate Report is a thorough examination of how to solve the problem of climate change. It is also your definitive source for information and analysis related to the Green New Deal. On the Climate Report, we question everything we've ever been taught about American politics, the American economy, the American dream, American culture, American exceptionalism. Some people might hear this and say, you're anti-American, and I'm thinking, you're authoritarian, because Thomas Jefferson said that dissent is the greatest form of patriotism. If you agree with everything your government does, including foreign military adventures, then that's not patriotism. That's uh, stupidity. I'm sorry, I shouldn't say that. And I'm not directing my anger at any person who's listening to this. It's more the powerful institutions that keep people indoctrinated. And uh, we need to really, that's why on the Climate Report, we need to question everything we've ever been taught. The views expressed on this show are those of the speaker and no one else. If you have any comments, questions, or feedback, please email info at theclimatereport.net. So we're reading through Bernie Sanders' Green New Deal. And uh, the Green New Deal is like, okay, it's a new deal. It's a new contract. It's a set of policy proposals, but it's a new deal. It's a new deal for the environment. It's a new deal for workers. It's a new deal for social justice. It's a new deal for minorities. It's a new deal for the working class. It's a new deal for the poor and the middle class and even the upper middle class because everybody All up and down the economic spectrum, everybody is being deprived of opportunity by this rapacious, rapacious, short-sighted economic system that we have. So let's continue reading through this. Last time we were were talking about the, uh, you know, Bernie is talking about ending the greed of the fossil fuel industry and holding them accountable. So, as President Bernie will do the following things. Let's just read through these real quick, hit on them, and then we'll get to the part where we left off. As President Bernie will make the fossil fuel industry pay for their pollution through taxes, penalties, and through making them fix what they have broken. Uh, Bernie will prosecute prosecute and sue the fossil fuel industry for the damage it has caused. Bernie will create a national climate risk report. 
Uh, letter D, implement sanctions for corporations that violate our domestic climate goals. Letter E, end fossil fuel subsidies. Letter F, keep fossil fuels on public lands in the ground. Letter G, ban offshore drilling. Letter H, end all new federal fossil fuel infrastructure permits. Letter I, require fossil fuel corporations to repair leaking infrastructure, including natural gas and oil pipelines and drilling sites. Letter J, clean up old and abandoned fossil fuel infrastructure. Letter K, ban fracking and mountaintop removal coal mining. Letter L, ban imports and exports of fossil fuels. Letter M, divest federal pensions from all fossil fuels. Letter N, pressure financial institutions, universities, insurance corporations, and large institutional investors still invested in or insuring fossil fuels to transition those investments to clean energy bonds through executive action. Those clean energy bonds remind me of how the of how World War II was financed. So World War II could never have been financed solely through taxes, so they had to get people to buy bonds, and it was a patriotic duty to buy bonds. So we can also have, you know, if we have a president who is actually using the bully pulpit, uh, we can have uh you know we can we can have all kinds of good things going on but the thing is the president has never in my lifetime used the bully pulpit for good positive and constructive ends but what president bernie sanders says he will do is to pressure financial institutions, universities, insurance corporations, large institutional investors to you know, divest from fossil fuels and to buy clean energy bonds. The proceeds from those clean energy bonds would presumably be used by the government to fund all sorts of good positive projects that we need. So finally, we get to letter O, where we left off last time, as President Bernie will place a fee on imported carbon pollution-intensive goods. We will make sure that goods sold into the U.S. are not able to undercut domestic manufacturing by placing a fee on the carbon intensity of those products under the World Trade Organization General Agreement on Tariffs and Trade, Article 20. This will not only prevent U.S. manufacturers from being incentivized to leave the United States, it will also provide extra revenue to boost clean domestic manufacturing. So the idea here is that it is a good thing for manufacturing to be kept within the United States. When we incentivize businesses to leave the United States, that's bad for the American workforce, and it's also bad for the environment because, of, for one thing, all of the carbon that is used in the transportation of those goods, and also other countries don't have uh, the environmental regulations that we have. Now, ours, our environmental regulations aren't nearly strong enough, but they're stronger than 
other countries where, you know, you can just dump toxic waste indiscriminately much more easily than you can in the United States. So Bernie says we're going, he's going to use his executive power to place a fee. Or maybe this is not solely an executive thing. Maybe it requires Congress. But anyway, we're going to place a fee on imported uh, uh, carbon pollution intensive goods. So carbon pollution intensive goods is a, uh, it's capitalized. And so what is or is not a carbon pollution intensive good is another conversation. But you can imagine that any any clothing that is, uh, that is imported from Asia, well, there's a lot of carbon pollution that goes into that. And lots of our foods that are transported thousands of miles is carbon pollution intensive to the extent that any of our fast food restaurants sell beef that was grown in South America, that's carbon pollution intensive. To the extent that they sell beef that was grown in North America, but fed from grains that might come from South America, that's carbon pollution intensive. Food that uh, travels 1,500 miles before it reaches our plate is carbon pollution intensive. So we're going to place a fee on such products. Nothing could be more reasonable. Letter P. As Bernie, as President, Bernie will accurately estimate the climate impacts or benefits of all legislation proposed in Congress. What could be more reasonable? If we have an emergency, some people don't think we have an emergency. Some people think we do have an emergency, but they don't think it's a real big emergency. But if we have an emergency, and if it's big, if we have an emergency, which we do, and if the emergency is big, which it is, then what could be more reasonable than for Congress to accurately estimate the uh, climate impacts or benefits of all legislation proposed in Congress? This kind of reminds me of policies which have occurred in the past, which is that you can't have any new regulation that has a, a negative impact on business that might have a negative impact on business. I forget what it's called, but it's really hard for uh, a regulator to overcome that burden of proof. And it's inappropriate for a regulator to have the burden of proof that says, I have to prove to you that this regulation will not be harmful to business. But Anyway, that's another conversation. You know, we need a government that has its priorities straight. Does John Yarmouth have his priorities straight? Is, is he doing anything that is more than merely symbolic? Is he getting behind any of the progressive legislation that we need? Is he getting behind a truly progressive agenda? Or does he just want to, does he want the vote of the people while collecting the money of big business? I think that's the real truth. He wants your vote, but then he wants to go to Washington, D.C. and do the bidding of big business. 
So it says here that in order to ensure our lawmakers keep us on the right path, we will require the Congressional Budget Office to coordinate with the EPA to provide a climate score for legislation similar to the budget score legislation currently receives. So nothing could be more reasonable. If we have an emergency, which we do, and if the emergency is big, which it is, and if the emergency is urgent, which it is, then nothing can be more reasonable than for the Congressional Budget Office to estimate the climate impacts or benefits of all proposed legislation. And guess what? That includes the Pentagon. If you uh, raised uh, you know, this past year, the Pentagon budget was raised by $80 billion. Thank you, Mr. Yarmouth, for voting to raise our budget, our Pentagon budget, by $80 billion. So it was raised by $80 billion. What, what's the impact on climate? What's the climate impact of that legislation? Let's go to letter Q. Focus, as President Bernie will, focus the federal government's resources on transitioning to a 100% clean energy economy. What could be more reasonable than that? But what does it mean? It's kind of vague, so let's continue to read on. This will require reorganizing the Department of Energy. Imagine that, reorganizing the Department of Energy. (laughs) The Department of Interior, the Bureau of Land Management, Bureau of Safety and Environmental Enforcement, Bureau of Ocean Energy Management, Energy Information Administration, Federal Energy Regulatory Commission, those are the ones that approve the pipelines, so we're going to reorganize them, and the Federal Emergency Management Agency, FEMA, the one that you know is responsible for helping people after a disaster. They're supposed to do that, but it's... Um, FEMA is one of those agencies that's broken on purpose because if you can underfund something and then convince people that it doesn't work because government is inherently incompetent or inept, then you can get lots and lots and lots and lots of money for contractors to do, well, nothing. That happens that happened in the war in Iraq. It happened in uh, the rescue efforts related to Katrina. It happened in the emergency rescue efforts and management efforts related to Puerto Rico. It happens all the time. It's called the disaster capitalism, but it, which is a whole other conversation. But we're going to reorganize all of these agencies and bureaus to prepare for the clean energy economy and climate impacts to eliminate or transition resources and offices historically used to facilitate fossil fuel extraction, transportation, refining, and use. So we're going to reorganize these agencies and bureaus and give them a new purpose. Maybe the same purpose, but we're going to redirect them to do what needs to be done in transitioning to a 100% clean energy economy. So that's the end of the section where Bernie is talking about ending the greed of the fossil fuel industry. And this is the most most powerful industry in world history. It is the most, um, most profitable 
industry and world history. So it's not an easy task to bring them into line. For one thing, if they buy your local politicians, then how, what can you do? If your politician, if you, no matter who you vote for at the voting booth, they are bought by the fossil fuel industry. That is why it is so important for us to get politicians that are not bought. John Yarmouth is bought by the health insurance industry and other anybody that takes corporate money. Corporations don't give politicians money out of the goodness of their heart. Corporations don't give politicians money out of their sense of patriotism. Corporations give politicians money because they want payback. So any politician like John Yarmouth that is accepting corporate money, he's not going to do your bidding. He's uh, the bidding of the people. He's going to do the bidding of his corporate donors. So what we've been talking about for several episodes is how, as you know, politician Bernie Sanders, presidential candidate Bernie Sanders, promises to end the greed of the fossil fuel industry. Now we're getting to a whole new section of the uh, Bernie Sanders Green New Deal, which says we're going to rebuild our economy and ensure justice for frontline communities and a just transition for workers. So let's start reading here and see what he has to say. It says here, as we rapidly move toward renewable energy and energy efficiency, we must ensure that the workers employed in the fossil fuel industry <clears throat> see that their standards of living are not only protected but improved. A just transition for workers means guaranteeing the incomes, training, and pensions of affected workers, as well as major targeted investments in fossil fuel-dependent communities. The clean energy economy, which will create three times more jobs and a full, employed, full employment economy, must also build strong unions, high wages, and benefits. Finally, the Green New Deal will redress historical injustices by tackling poverty, inequality, and the disproportionate impacts of environmental damage on poor neighborhoods, communities of color, First Nations, and rural America. So let's go back up to the top and take that paragraph sentence by sentence. First of all, the title, we're going to rebuild our economy and ensure justice for frontline communities and a just transition for workers. So why are we ensuring a just transition for workers? The reason that you need to ensure a just transition for workers is that otherwise those workers will have been bought by the fossil fuel industry. People in Louisiana, people in, uh, in Kentucky, people in West Virginia, wherever people get jobs mining coal or drilling for oil or fracking for natural gas, you're going to have those people opposing renewable energy if they think that their jobs depend on fossil fuels. In fact, their jobs will not depend on fossil fuels if we can give fossil fuel workers a, a just transition to a renewable energy economy. Next sentence. As we rapidly move toward renewable energy and energy efficiency, we must ensure that the workers employed in the fossil fuel industry see that their standards of living are not only protected but improved. 
excellent point. So we're not only going to protect your job, we're going to give you a better job. We're going to give you, uh, you know, for one thing, there's going to be a guaranteed there just some jobs are going to be guaranteed, but it's going to be union jobs with high wages. You want workers to have unions because we've had a lot of anti-union propaganda in the United States in the entirety of my lifetime and, and including going back a hundred years or more. And the powers that be want you to believe that unions are bad for the economy. Unions cause prices to go up, etc. But in fact, think about it. If you're, would you rather live in a community that has a lot of union jobs? Or, or would you rather live in a community where, that, that does not have union jobs? You would rather live in a community that has union jobs where people are earning higher wages. Would you rather people be low-balled at 10 or $15 an hour? Or would you rather live in a community where people are being paid $25, $30, $40, $50 an hour because they have union jobs, not just for higher pay, but, but also because unions are going to create better working conditions. Unions are going to create conditions whereby people have the opportunity to build their skills instead of just being de-skilled and put in mindless, repetitious jobs. So you want to live in a community where there are union jobs. Next sentence. A just transition for workers means guaranteeing incomes, training, and pensions of affected workers, as well as major targeted investments in fossil fuel dependent communities. So you want incomes to be guaranteed. You want incomes to be higher. You want workers to have higher incomes because those workers are going to be able to spend their incomes in uh, in your community. Plus, there's more of a tax base. And if there's more of a tax base, then tax base, then the local government can provide more valuable services and make your community a better community instead of your community being a place where people are just scraping by. Next sentence, the clean energy economy will create three times more jobs in a full employment economy, and a full employment economy must also build strong unions, high wages, and benefits. So just like this sentence says, it is true that clean energy creates three times as many jobs on average. Solar power, wind power, a state-of-the-art electric grid, mass transit, and building energy efficiency retrofitting, these are things that create three times more jobs than fossil fuels. So we want that. Next sentence. Finally, the Green New Deal will redress historical injustices by tackling poverty, inequality, and the disproportionate impacts of environmental damage on poor neighborhoods, communities of color, First Nations, and rural America. So under the Green New Deal, we're going to identify communities that have gotten a raw deal under the old fossil fuel economy. We're going, to, uh, we're going to identify communities that have gotten a raw deal in terms of their exposure to pollution. We're going to identify 
uh, communities that have gotten a raw deal in terms of, say, coal mining that uh, comes in, pays people well for a while, and then moves out, leaving people tired, desperate, broke, and sick. We're going to identify communities like that and give them a new deal. Item 26 in my handy-dandy a numbered version of Bernie Sanders' Green New Deal is we're going to uh, is talking about the workers. Item twenty six is workers. Um, paragraph A. Bernie has fought for workers his entire career. He understands that coal miners and oil rig operators are not the problem. Fossil fuel workers have powered the country for more than a century, working in dangerous and precarious jobs to provide for their families. They have given their lives on unsafe, underregulated work sites, and they have seen their pensions get cut, their health care get stripped away, and their jobs disappear while fossil fuel executives rake in billions. So, two questions. Is this true, and is this fair? It is true, and it, and it is not fair, that people have to work in dangerous jobs, uh, jobs that they can be fired from. Uh, so, let's go back up and take this sentence by sentence. Bernie has fought for workers his entire career. I would, I'm not endorsing Bernie Sanders. I'm saying that I, I don't know of anybody who has been more consistent over the course of time in fighting for workers, fighting for minorities, fighting for women, fighting for the rights of, you know, fighting for unions and for the rights of regular people. The next sentence says he understands that coal miners and oil rig operators are not the problem. Not sure exactly what that's referring to. Fossil fuel workers have powered the country for more than a century, working in dangerous and precarious jobs to provide for their families. So, you know, people work with in mining and drilling and fracking because that's what they need to get a job to provide for their families. Do we have to give people such a raw deal? We have a situation in our country where we have given a raw deal to workers who are just trying to provide for their families. There's no reason to do this. There's plenty of wealth to go around. And it's like Martin Luther King said, we have social, a social safety net for the rich, and we have rugged individualism for the poor. In other words, we have socialism for the rich, and we have capitalism for the poor and the middle class. There's no reason for it to be that way. The only reason it is that way is because a very few people have power, because money is concentrated in a very few hands, and money is power, so power is concentrated in a very few hands. So what we've had for decades and centuries and for time immemorial is a sweet deal for the rich and powerful and a raw deal for the poor and the middle class and even the upper middle class. You know, nobody has it as good as they could in a society that is more equal, where benefits and rights are distributed more equally. Let's go on to the next paragraph. For too long, this country has neglected workers displaced by government policy, NAFTA, 
and permanent normal trade relations with China, which Bernie opposed, eliminated millions of jobs and left entire communities devastated. Bernie will put workers first. Full employment, economic opportunities, and high-wage jobs in underserved areas will be supplemented by income, health care, education, and pension protections. When we are in the White House, compensation and assistance for displaced workers will come first. The balance sheets of fossil fuel corporations and billionaire investors will come last. Sweet! So we're going to come back to that paragraph next time. We're almost out of time. I'm happy you've joined me today. Please email info at theclimatereport.net if you have any questions, comments, or feedback. Have a great day.